Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I'm Jill Hamilton, editor at ClearedCast. Thanks for joining us today as we chat with Paul Rivera and Rob Dodson. Paul is the CEO and founder of DefLogic and co-founder of CyberOps Training Academy. And Rob is the lead instructor and co-founder of CyberOps Training Academy. So we're going to be chatting about their journey and starting the CyberOps Training Academy and some advice for the cybersecurity industry. So Paul and Rob, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for asking. Thank you. Can each of you just take a second to tell us about yourself? your role within the organization. Paul, how about we start with you? Well, when I first got into this industry, I was I started off as a software engineer back in the mid-90s. Ended up working on cybersecurity type of tools, intrusion detection systems, network scanning systems. And after a couple of years, I started to see things like I saw a lot of opportunities in this field. And then I started, you know, getting delusions of grandeur. <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, I think I could do this myself. So then uh, I started DefLogix in 2008. The main focus really was to develop cybersecurity tools, you know, cybersecurity research and development. The main focus of the company initially was a lot of cybersecurity, integrity, host integrity tools. And it, so it was really more software engineers geared with, you know, the company had a lot more software engineers and, and some slight cybersecurity research. And really that was me doing most of it. As the company grew, we started doing more tools in regards to red team tools. And that's when I started finding challenges and finding the right skill sets for the work that we were doing. A lot of things that I found was, uh, you know, a lot of people on the hands-on side, there wasn't that many people who had a really solid grasp of hands-on tools. It was more of the cert, I guess, the certification they would get a lot of certifications, but there wasn't enough practical skills there. Also for a lot of people in, in coming out of the colleges. So because it was so difficult to find the right people for these positions, and then the people that we did find were demanding quite a, a high salary. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, okay. You know, I felt like, well, the skill sets and the salary I felt didn't really match. So then I thought, okay, well, someone needs to do some type of uh, training program to get people up to speed on, at least on the uh, hands-on parts of cybersecurity. And eventually I kind of talked to Rob about this and then he had a lot of ideas also on this. So, and then we kind of put our heads together and we started implementing the cybersecurity academy and what we thought were some of the necessary skills to have a successful career in cybersecurity. I love that you saw the problem and instead of complaining, you know, you rose and built a solution for the problem. So that's great. Rob, can you talk to us a little bit for yourself, what your role is within the organization and a little bit of your career path? Okay, I'll start with my career path. I come at it out of the Army. I'm a communications intelligence technician. I was working in San Antonio and I had an opportunity to come off active duty and go back into the reserve side of the house and went to work for a company where I met Paul of all things, back in the 90s, I ran their training department. I did a lot of training in the Army. We did it for the Air Force. We did it for the Army, the Navy, and everybody else. So I have a fairly extensive training background. When 9-11 hit, I got recalled back into the government 
And I spent the next 12 years doing government work, but seeing the people who were coming in and trying to do jobs just didn't, as Paul said, had certifications. They go to boot camp, take the test. Yeah, I'm, I'm certified, but no experience. And I spent a lot of time trying to bring people up to snuff to be able to do what they had been hired to do. I went back into the private sector in 2014, went to work for a couple of companies and had the same experience. The people we were hiring were coming out of colleges, were coming out of the service. They didn't have the depth of experience to do this work. It's still today. And part of the shortages that we have globally is the fact that we have a lot of people that may have some institutional knowledge, but they can't translate that to practical experience. And then Paul came to me and told me about his story that, you know, I'm trying to find people. We have people show up. They tell me what they can do, but they can't demonstrate it. He says, I think my solution is to start a training capability, and I'd like to know if you'd like to be part of it. I come from a family of teachers, come from a family of trainers. I did a lot of that in the Army, did a lot of that in my background, so that was appealing. And I was getting frustrated with the people that I was working with in the commercial side, so I said, yeah, let's take this on. And through our research, we came up with a turnkey system that we're going to implement in three months, we'll take somebody and give them the basic skills to be able to function as a SOC analyst or be able to do what Paul's looking for. And we see that having a lot of applicability across the board to other companies. So we decided we'd move forward and that's where we are today. It's a really helpful conversation. I see a lot about all the different certifications. In fact, you know, I sometimes write about them and a lot of our listeners will respond on surveys of certifications that they have, what are the most common ones. But I think you really touch on like the knowledge is important, <laughs> but skill level and actually being able to do something with it is what's actually going to solve problems and meet different missions that we have. So that's really great. Let's talk about what motivated you to start the CyberOps Training Academy, and can you talk about what its purpose or goal is? The lack of having people out there that could do basics is the biggest thing. As everybody knows, cybersecurity field is uh, a bunch of people running around talking, using the same terms, but they don't necessarily mean the same thing. And we find that a lot when people show up for job interviews that I have this skill and you start peeling back the onion, you find out they were talking about something else. So I thought, you know, we need to start standardizing across the entire scope of work, a set of skills that people can rely on and institutionalize that as much as possible. And I felt the best way to do that is is through a training program that has a specific curriculum, syllabus, and terminology that we can use so we can say, yes, this person can do this. This is the skills they have, and this skill equates to this capability. I think we're missing that. The colleges turn people out, but they don't have enough experience in their core elements. The only way you get it anymore are has been for quite a while is hands-on and just jumping it yourself. That's not solving our workman shortage problem. And that motivated me to uh, respond to Paul in a positive way that, yes, I think this is probably a solution that's not just going to help you, Paul, but if we widen the aperture, it's going to help a lot of other people who have the same problems but just don't know how to address it. Yeah, I agree 100% with what Rob said. Some of the things that, like as an employer, when we would bring on people with you know the cybersecurity background, there was a few things that I noticed that certain, if they had certain skills, they'd actually be a bit better at the job, right? So one of the things I noticed with not only knowing the domain knowledge is also, like I said, the hands-on, you know, being familiar with the cybersecurity tools is one thing, but 
I noticed like some of the people we brought on the team, the ones who can script, whether it's PowerShell, Python, or Shell, or, or some other scripting language, they usually had a little edge uh, in regards to performing better at the, at the job and doing the cybersecurity analysis. One of the things that I look for whenever we do hire a cybersecurity engineer or in this field is someone who has a little bit of that, who's familiar with scripting and who, who can kind of think outside the box. Because, I mean, really cybersecurity, at least on the, the bad guy side, I mean, it's, it's actually thinking outside the box and exploiting vulnerabilities where, wherever it's at, you know, whether it's at the host or at the network or, or where it's at the person, you know, an individual within a company. Being able to, on a defender side, I really do think that's an important characteristic or, or skill or something that you can kind of teach people to think a little bit outside the box and be able to put things together that usually would not go together, right? And having a little bit of scripting and, and some programming ability kind of gives you that that edge compared to other cyber operators who are just straight book knowledge or, or just tool use. Uh, the goal of Cyber Ops Academy is to kind of give that on top of learning the domain and getting the hands-on uh, experience with the tools is perhaps to inculcate that that ability to kind of like, okay, if these two tools don't do the job, if I, if I can combine them in a certain way through scripting, then I can automate something. You know, maybe wh whether on the de defensive side, it's maybe uh, going through logs quickly, you know, perhaps feeding this data into a machine learning algorithm and then teasing out some type of anomaly in, in these logs that show some type of compromise. And then on the other side, red teaming, again, it's, it's you know, hey, let me scan for a vulnerability here and let me put these tool tools together and perhaps, you know, test the vulnerability exploit or something like that. So, so... Being able to do something like that, that those, those are uh, very advantageous as a uh, cyber operator. It allows you to do your job more efficiently and you can get a lot more done. So that's the kind of the goal for cyber op. I mean, for at least from my perspective, <laughs> those are kind of the ideal candidates that I look for. Would you say that you're looking to give them um, like a hands-on experience, like a, an environment where they can take what they either book knowledge or their basic knowledge from their last job they picked up and then translate that so that they can operate at like a higher level coming out of that? Exactly. Yeah. Those little skill sets that get bring them to the next level. Our program is primarily uh, two-phase. They have classroom and then they have extensive lab for that hands-on. That's like science class, you know? <laughs> you get the in-class training and then you go to the lab and actually do the things with it. So Exactly. That's great. Can you guys talk a little bit about what you would say is the most important thing you've learned as a leading member of the cybersecurity industry? When you look out there, what are some of the like top things that you see? Well, I'd say definitely it's super fast moving. You definitely have to keep up to date uh, on what's going on in this industry. You know, there's always new technologies coming out. And with each new technology, there's always a, a set of vulnerabilities. Number two, you know, for every for every safeguard you put to put together, maybe it's a new antivirus or anti-malware solution or IDS, you know, there's a new technique in, into bypassing them, right? So it, it's so fast moving. You definitely have to have a passion for this work to be able to keep up with just the changes in the industry. 
you know, and if you're a problem solver, uh, <laughs> you know, this is an ideal job if you enjoy solving problems, uh, you know, because it's, it's so uh, a rapidly evolving field. It's always, it always definitely keeps you on your toes. You know, I, I definitely would say, you know, you know, always keep up to date with, uh, what's the latest types of tech tactics and techniques, uh, that hackers are using to, you know, make sure that you know how to protect against them. And then if you're on the other side, let's say red team or, you know, testing, testing for vulnerabilities for a company, be very familiar with, with the, the techniques that they're using, malicious actors are using. To me, that's the biggest thing in the cybersecurity field is keeping up to date is, is the big one right there. How about you, Rob? What would you say is the most important thing that you've learned? If you want to stay young, you get into this business. Like Paul said, it's so fast moving. You've got to be on your toes every minute of the day. And then even when you're not working, you're still working because the other guys, they're working 24 hours a day. It is probably one of the most exciting areas you can get into. And as computers become more prolific and invade our personal lives much, much more, somebody has to stand up and say, we're going to have to help you protect yourself. The big thing is a lot of people don't even know how vulnerable they really are. And they just, uh, they, they take into use all kinds of devices that have computers in them without realizing how much information that device gives up. Uh, GPS on your car, you know, you're driving down the highway, people can locate you. Your car is full of nothing but computers. Your phone is nothing but a computer. And it's become so second nature to us that uh, people don't really understand what, they, what they're getting themselves into. And there's a big place for people out there who are trying to help people understand what they're facing. And like Paul says, every time you come up with a, with a new tactic or technique or a new device to protect yourself, those guys will spend an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out how to bypass it. So, and they will. So you've got to come up with the challenge of everything that you put into place is going to be compromised. So you've got to figure out what your next step is. Trying to stay one step ahead of them is the big challenge. Yeah, I love, you know, the whole idea that assumptions are dangerous because they really are. And I feel like we have been operating for so long that the technology we've been adding is safe. And it's now I see a lot of a lot more talk about we actually have to build cybersecurity into the requirements phase instead of like building the product. This happens a lot, you know, in the defense industry. We build the product and then think of cybersecurity as this afterthought. Oh, maybe we should make sure it's secure. You know, so having people, candidates who are ready to hit the ground running and actually to meet that, there's going to be, hopefully not, but there could be a major backlash of just so many more devices or systems that are vulnerable. So the work that you're doing is great. You kind of gave a little bit, but can you expound a little bit more on what, what you, advice you give to employers and or job seekers that are in the cybersecurity industry? On the employer side, I would say, you know, I think definitely developing your staff and, uh, you know, and training them is a, a very important. And also recognizing individuals who are uh, who actually really take to this field. Being able to recognize that and making sure that you uh, reward them uh, because there's a lot of demand for, for, for good people in this field. And uh, if you're not cognizant of that, you'll, you could definitely end up losing uh, uh, some good, good people this way because it's such a competitive uh, market right now for highly qualified cybersecurity professionals. Now on the job seeker side, uh, 
like I said, I think I think uh, you know cert- certifications are 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 good. Again, keeping up to date with uh, what's going on, you know, out there uh, on the latest latest things that the you know the bad guys are doing. That's that's really important. Like I said, to add that little cherry on top is get familiar with a little bit of you know scripting, whether it's PowerShell or Python. It, it does help, I think, in any aspect of uh, cybersecurity. Uh, you know, in cybersecurity operations. What do you think, Rob? I agree with you, Paul. I like to look at it there. I see four categories of jobs within this sector. You have the the government side, which I call the black side. Uh, Then you have the red side, which are the people who do red teaming. We call it offensive. People that uh, work with the controls and vendors to build uh, solutions to protect. These are the guys that identify and build exploits, and then they build a a device to prevent it. Then you have the blue team, the defensive guys. And then there's there's a piece that's becoming a little bit more important down the road, and that's the management or the business side. When you look at that, there's a there's a job field for almost anybody that wants to get into this that has a aptitude for computers or even just business management as, as far as that goes. But uh, from your cleared side of the house, there's a big need for those guys in the red teaming. There's a big need for those because those are the guys that help demonstrate, like Paul said, to employers that uh, their systems may not be as good as they think. Uh, Then there's the blue side, the defenders that have to build those devices and those systems to a manner which prevents uh, somebody exploiting them. So there's a wide variety of career paths here, and there's different levels within each of those. And especially on the defender side, there are more career paths in there than there are in a lot of occupations entire field. So depending upon what you want to do, there's generally something that you can sink your teeth in as an employee and become very good at it very quickly. And a lot of times there's a lot of relationship between the blue and the red. So you can move back and forth between those, improve your your skill sets and your capabilities, and consequently your worth to your employer. That's great. How can employers or candidates get connected with you, CyberOps Training Academy? Well, you can go to uh, cyberopsacademy.com. You can uh, contact us there and look at um, the coursework we're going to go ahead and uh, start providing real soon, you know, and learn more about us that way. You can also email me, rdodson, at cyberopsacademy.com. And I'll be more than happy to respond to anybody who has any questions. It sounds like an exciting opportunity. Learn more to get connected for our audience to be more aware of as well. So really appreciate you you both sharing all that. The interesting thing about this is the opportunity for people is really great. We have such a shortage of people. There are people in midlife that come into it that have a propensity for technology. This is a good career field for females. It's a good career field for almost anybody. And don't let your fear of not being able to do the work come and find out. There are jobs out there that are begging for people with the skills that we're trying to teach to reduce this big gap in our workforce. It's dynamic. Your day is never going to be the same as it was yesterday. And if you're looking for something that is challenging, like Paul said, if you're a problem solver, this is probably the biggest problem we have to solve. And plenty of opportunities for anybody anywhere to get into this.
Yeah, I love that call for it because it does require passion behind it to continue to stay up to date because everything is always changing. I also love the drive too in that there's a problem, there's a shortage of workers and just what you're doing to fill that gap is huge because it's something that our country and the world really needs. There's just a lot of cyber threats and they're only going to continue to grow. It's exciting work to be a part of. Yeah, and it's a highly rewarded field <laughs> too. So there's, right. there's tons of demand there. <laughs> I know as an employer, <laughs> it's tough to uh, find and even keep a lot of people when uh, when you have other companies looking for the same talent. So, and that you know that's what we're hoping to do with CyberOps Academy is to you know get more uh, people out there with the right skill set to you know fill these vacant roles and positions and in the country. So that's exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at ClearedCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearedjobs.com.